Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast it is i colton robertson and i am joined by joseph george what's up homie oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here oh and it's always a pleasure to have you today we are discussing our final movie in the blade trilogy this is blade trinity it was released on december 8th 2004 it was written by david s goyer and directed by David S. Goyer, and if that name sounds familiar, it's because he is one of the greatest comic book movie writers of all time. Developed and created the Sandman series, he wrote uh, Batman vs. Superman, he wrote Man of Steel, he wrote The Dark Knight Rises, he wrote The Dark Knight, he wrote Batman Begins, uh, wrote Blade 2, hmm. wrote Blade. He's uh, well-established in this comic book game. Okay, oh yeah. Uh, and this was uh this was the only one he's directed though, as far as uh the Blade trilogy. We had Stephen Norrington, then Guillermo del Toro, and now David S. Goyer here to top us all off. And I gotta say, I think he did a fucking grand job with this one. Um Yeah. No, I I think it's it's definitely like out there. If you look at the the movie like on a grand scope, it's like, yeah, this is very campy, very comic booky, but that's what Blade's always been. Mm-hmm. You know, like from the jump, and they just dove right into that and they're like we're like fuck it we're bringing back dracula um the ah. just Dra- yeah he's real and he's exist you know kind of like um i don't know it was just a badass move just to be like yeah we're bringing back the dracula and he's just he the this first vampire yeah um but other than that like i don't know just it was fun like I didn't actually hate the comedy in it necessarily. I mean, it was a little crazy no, at some point. Like, I mean, a little dated, it, I guess. But like, you got Ryan Reynolds in there. He's gonna do exactly what he does in every movie yeah. he's in. Um, it's just also weird that this is around the time that I might be old enough to actually remember this movie. Like, I'm almost five years old. That's still a little right. pea brain, but like, I we're getting to we're the getting age. There. Yeah, we're like, I wonder what the first movie is where I actually, probably Batman Begins. But I wouldn't have watched it while I was five, but like just a uh, movie I that think I... the first one that I watched and will remember having watched when I was young is Fantastic, back to back here, Fantastic Four and X-Men The Last Stand. Those mm-hmm. two, those were it. I guess uh, the Spider-Man, yeah, I mean, I remember the those I just... They came out before I would have yeah. really started to remember, but I know I watched those. But yeah, same. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, but yeah, it's weird. We're getting to that time. Yeah, we're we're alive. We're, our but, brains uh, are are yeah. fucking kicking. It's weird. Memories are starting to stick. Yeah, exactly. Finally. But uh, but I can say confidently, I'd never seen this movie. Blade mm-hmm. Trinity was uh mm-hmm. was the first viewing for me, and it, I don't have many of those on our uh, on our comic book movie journey through film so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've only had a couple, and I gotta say. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I uh, 
I definitely liked it more than Blade Two, which is uh, yeah. It's a shame, you know. I love me some Guillermo del Toro as a director, and we talked about that. It was just such a nothing, middle of the road, kind of boring movie. Uh, this one, I I thought blew that one out of the water. It's not yeah. like a it's not like a masterpiece or anything. But damn, mm. I I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I think like the only thing I was kind of like, oh wow, that that's kind of it was Whistler's death. It kind of felt like a little Han Solo-y to me. Like, uh, that he just wanted to get out of there. Like, he he was just there for the check at that point. Like, he just, I don't know. Like, no. the moment was nice. I liked the moment and, like, the line he got to give. But it felt, it was just kind of fast. And, like, he was in the movie. In the movie I was so out. glad they did that. Uh, <laughs> just because he was brought back in two. That's true. Just he probably should have already been he dead. He should have already been yeah, dead. Yeah, you're right. And David it, it, S. Goyer, I think, was like, I'm going to go ahead and get that out of the way. You know, hmm. he should have been dead. Let's go ahead and do him in. Let's make it a good moment. Well, and there, like it also operates as a good story beat for Blade. You know, the, the beginning, beginning of the movie, hmm. whenever he's like, you know, you don't have friends. What happens when I'm gone, basically, and you don't have anyone left? You know, like, yeah. What, the what do fuck? you think and about his, his no scream? You know, he sees the, the whole place go up, and he knows Whistler's inside, and he just, you know, no. he, like, lets out yeah. that, that scream. Um, yeah, it's pretty strong. I don't know. Like, I think his, his death line, Whistler's death line, um, when the guy's like, you move a finger and you're dead, and he's, how about this one? You know, flips him yeah, off. Flips and him shows off. the timer hit zero, you know. He went out, went out badass, and I, no, I don't know, I like I liked it. It might be my favorite line. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's either between that for Whistler, or the fact that that Blade actually said "coochie coo," um, and I, I'm trying to remember when it happened now. But that's why I wanted to put it there is because it was like a very small moment. But he was like "coochie coo" or like to a oh. Dracula is running just through apartment buildings. He mm. takes just a random baby. Oh, and, yeah. And then, like, holds it off the side of a building to, like, th- you know, be like, hey, do you want this baby's death on your hands? Whatever. And then he, like, he gets it back. I don't know how. And then, like, re- before he returns it to the mother, he, like, gives a little coochie coo or something like that. Um, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> when he's walking back, yeah, whenever Dracula's dipped and he's he's just holding the baby, he goes, coochie coo. Wow. Uh, what? What a thing just to talk about dracula stealing a woman's baby and then blade <laughs> retrieving the baby for the yeah no like, it's uh, a it's a funny ass like it's a yeah. funny concept I, and i thought it was like like i said i thought it was surprising surprisingly well done it could have been way in over its head like i think the first one a little bit was like it, mm. this one didn't get nearly as out of pocket in its final act as the first one did i don't think that uh I, it was refreshing coming off a of Catwoman to have this movie That's simply true. because this looked like a movie. It felt like a movie. It didn't, <laughs> I don't know. Like it, it, it played very well in comparison to Catwoman. Yeah. I could but then looking back, back and like, watch this one as yeah. well. Like uh, yeah, I actually sure. kind of was having a good time, you know, at some points watching this movie and it was visually really, really well done. You know, I think there's some more campy comic booky aspects that you got from Stephen Norrington. Like when he, throws the blade around the room and it fall flies all the way back into his hand. You don't have much of stuff like that in this one, I don't think. And uh 
the the body horror and stuff that came in two with Guillermo del Toro mm-hmm. was really well done. This one kind of took the the elements that the first two did and made it a little bit more toned down. Uh, yeah. except for Dracula. Dracula is really the only thing that they went over the top for. And even then they still just made him turn into Dominic Purcell. Most of the movie, you know, um, I could have used a little more of that, that take it up a notch because my favorite shots of the last two, he's caught his sunglasses and like they, you know, like they were flying around and he just yeah. caught them in the air and they focused on it. And there was no, you know, I had a, I called it, you know, I, I had the first sunglasses shot sunglasses shot and then it was the sunglasses catch 2.0 it was just i I was hoping for a 3.0 you know this watch Mm -hmm. and we quite got it um but but no i i think it actually now that you're like talking about it in the, the like through this lens i think it actually did work well for the movie that they did kind of tone it down and that it was just more of like crazy dracula story but but like really real with like the the human blood bag farm that Dude. like was there like that was actually kind of sick like i mean sick like i don't con- no obviously i, I, I don't mind that. but like for the movie, i don't I'm like, condone I was, the like, actions of this crew yeah i was uh, like for the movie i'm like actually like whoa this is like i didn't think they would go here at all you know like this is just where do they get their blood you know that's kind of always been a, a question on people's minds like where would vampires get their blood you know do they just go around stealing blood bags from you know donation centers or i don't know maybe they just take farm hundred or a couple hundred people keep them alive and just farm their blood i was like oh my god like yeah, disturbing no disturbing like, uh-uh and I, I don't know i think that might be my favorite scene i was actually like thinking about it um more of just like for the concepts of it and just like i don't know like the it was just a twist kind of part of the movie um but i i think i just more more of some of these things that I put in here was just so that I would remember it whenever I would mm. talk about the movie, just like Coochie Coo, um, and like Coochie the Blood Coo. Farm, I think. But uh, my actual favorite scene was was whenever we like got to their their new base, um, and we met like all the the crew for the first time, the Night Stalkers, um, as mm. they called themselves, and they were like just going through everybody, like here's blah blah blah, here's their talents, they're super blah blah, you know, or whatever. Um, like it was just a super like I don't know. Comic booky, very campy, but I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm like full in on this point. You know, it's, oh, it's yeah, Ryan Reynolds it. like going through. Dude, and the cast this movie had was kind of absurd. Like, uh, the only one who's like a bona fide movie star these days is probably Ryan Reynolds, but and Jessica Biel to an extent. But you know, you got Jessica Biel, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I love me some Parker Posey. She was the uh, Danica Talos, the main mm. baddie uh, mm-hmm. that wasn't Dracula. <laughs> I love me some Parker Posey. She's really, really good. Um, it had, uh, I mean, Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. I remember he, he showed up and I'm like, is that fucking Triple H? I literally am like, no way. That's Triple H. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that they're actors. And like, he actually, yeah. like, when he was fighting Ryan it's Reynolds, like WWE like, shit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this makes perfect sense. I'm like, yeah, perfect sense. Um, uh, it had Patton Oswalt, and this might just be my favorite Marvel movie of all time, simply because it's the only one that has Natasha Leone, who is one of my favorite actresses ever. Fucking love her. She was the blind woman who gets uh, who gets killed. Her uh, daughter. Uh, her daughter. Yeah. Oh, that was so sad. And like love the video that Natasha she recorded Leone, though, she's as well. So fucking good. Oh, the video that she recorded. Like, if you're seeing this, then I'm dead. Mm-hmm. We just started reading the Oz books or whatever, and it was yeah. like, oh man. 
No. 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 Um, but no, yeah, this, I don't know. Like, it It worked. Like, the whole movie, like, even, even the Ryan Reynolds part. I thought I was going to be like, all right, I'm going to have to deal with, you know, this part of the movie. But I, I think it just really worked for the type of movie that it is. Mm, um, yeah. And also, it was just, it's really funny just knowing that, like, he goes on to be Deadpool, you know, and, like, this is the MCU. And, like, if they're going to, like, come back here. Yeah. You know, like, because we have we have Blade coming in to the MCU. We've heard his voice, you know. And, like, if... It would make a lot of sense for Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool to make a joke. 100%. And, like, if it's just a joke and it's, like, what what was... Yeah, Hannibal King. You know, hey. if it's just some... He sees Mahershala uh, yeah. Ali. He goes, hey, you're not Wesley Snipes. Yeah, something like that. Or if, like, legitimately he, like... I don't know how crazy Deadpool's gonna get, but, like, maybe he just jumps from multiverse to multiverse at will. Right. Like, he's just going anywhere and everywhere, and he's correcting all this TV shit, you know, for us. And we just get, like, a little bit in the Blade universe, you know, and we see Ryan Reynolds as Hannibal King and, like, I don't know, doing this type of stuff. That'd be um, pretty badass. Like, I would love it. I would love it. It fits his character, you know? Like, it's just Ryan Reynolds. Like, that's one bad thing about Ryan Reynolds is that you kind of know what you're gonna get before you even start the movie mm. but for the mcu it just kind of works very well for uh continuity even though they're not even trying for that that's uh, why deadpool was the perfect character for him to play yeah because i like ryan reynolds you know i like i like him in pretty like most of the movies he's in uh but he's convinced a lot of people he's a better actor than he is um mm. you know yeah. like uh he's i think he's i think he's extremely comedian. funny yeah he's a good comedian you know mm. like, and he can get emotional he can get hearty like mm -hmm. he did in deadpool 2 like that like the end of yeah. deadpool 2 he does a really good job um it's just that like uh his brand of comedy it's the same it's always the same you're you, yeah. we're not getting a lot of we're not getting a lot of range from him and mm -hmm. uh this i mean what he does in this movie is the exact same thing he does as deadpool he might as well have been deadpool um <laughs> Yeah, it's a perfect fit. And, like, I don't know who else I would actually want to deliver the line of that, that like, what was the summer, or Talos, yeah, Danica, that she, her fangs, or her, like, uh, vampire fangs are in oh, her yeah. vagina. You know, I mm. wonder if that was just, like, a just an improv thing that he was just like, yeah. Or, I don't know, it seems, you know, they had a past, you know, it was fun, you know. they He was one of them, or, like, a, what were the people called that weren't vampires but had that tattoo? Or whatever oh, he had yeah, his on his yeah, crotch. Familiars. Yeah, yeah. He was a familiar at one point. Had a past with Danica, you know, and and uh, I don't know. And even when they meet back up, like, hey, your blood's, you know, uh, you're you're not getting enough of your fatty acids or whatever. Um. So like, even I don't know the Ryan Reynolds. I think like he brought an actual like his comedy actually brought a good thing to this movie. Oh, it um, did. It did. And that's the thing is that I don't think it's ever a bad thing. You know, like, I don't think it's ever like, uh, oh, Ryan Reynolds is in this. This is going to be annoying. No, like he typically does add to whatever movie he's in. It's not like I'm like, yeah. Oh, fucking Ryan Reynolds. No, I like Ryan Reynolds. It's just that, yeah. uh, he, uh, he, he plays roughly the same guy in everything he's in. And, uh, this is that guy. And what he did was, I mean, it was hilarious whenever he's locked up in the, uh, in the room Getting and he's tortured. Like, you feel that tickle in the back of your throat that's atomized silver crawling down your throat and you know you know what that means it means the fat lady should be singing right about now and then nothing happens this is awkward it's awkward yeah like i don't he like 
that whole scene was so good, you know, like him just like causing the distraction for that long. Like it was like even getting a, like a little bit annoying and repetitive. And even someone in like, I forgot who said it, but someone was like, this is getting annoying. Just shut up. You know, like, I don't know, just like at a point and it like very, very real. And then like, you just know it's all for a distraction. And then it, that doesn't even land. Like, I right. don't know. It, it, he did actually whenever like, really the vampire well. dog comes at him and he throws him out of the fucking building and the guy's like hey have you seen my dog dick face and he goes have you tried the lobby yeah, uh, yeah. It, he i don't know he's actually like actually got some good laughs out of it oh, dude's funny, know, yeah. Like, the, and that's yeah like a good like i don't know just this movie was actually enjoyable to watch you know like i don't know if it is just coming off catwoman you know that's we're coming off a low uh, the lowest of the project so far. So it, it the bar, possible. the bar was pretty low. You know, anything was going to be good after this, but uh, I don't really think it's it's because of that. I really think it was just like they made a enjoyable movie to watch. You know, they they knew um, it was going to be super campy. They knew it was going to be just super all over the place. Um, but it, I don't know. There was no crazy third act that was like so out there. It was just. Yeah. Like I liked the final battle, you know, yeah. I loved like it, it was it was what the movie was building toward the entire time. The thing happened. And that was that, you know, I loved the way yeah. that this movie framed the public against Blade. I love I love that uh, that angle, mm -hmm. like whenever it's like a corruption that's utilizing propaganda to turn people against your hero. Yeah. Like that's a that's a fun uh, superhero trope. You know, I, I had like a. I had a fucking grand time with this movie, yeah. man. Like, I don't, I don't think like, it's just like a, I don't think this is just good because we're coming off a of Catwoman. I think this is a solid movie. I, if I'm being honest with myself, I think it's my favorite of the Blade trilogy. I was going to yeah. say that. I think it, like, it is, if I'm going to come back and watch a Blade movie, it's going to be this it's one. It's going to be, yeah, it's like, I'm watching this one probably first, um, which is very interesting because, like, the Superman saga, like, I'm going number one first and then number two because of number one or yeah. like, you know, it, that's usually how it goes um, with movies like that. But like this one, I'm three is my favorite by far. Like I, this one, I think is just the most enjoyable for sure. And like it has, it's just consistent the whole time through. Um, I do think that part of that also is because like, you know, in the past two movies, he's had Whistler, which has been a cool side character, but I didn't I didn't really give a fuck about Whistler. He was very one dimensional. He's the same guy in every yeah. single scene he's in. I think what really what he really benefited from in this movie is that Wesley Snipes doesn't have to carry the entire movie on his fucking back. You know, like uh yeah. and he's still my favorite performance. Like I, I love mm -hmm. Wesley Snipes' blade. He's yeah. easily my favorite performance. But uh Jessica Beal as Abigail Whistler, absolutely loved her in that role. I like we've been talking about, we loved I loved Ryan Reynolds as Hannibal King. I loved the villains, like the the portrayals of the villains. You know, I'm not a huge Dominic mm -hmm. Purcell guy, but he's been great in a few things. You know, he was in Prison Break, and uh, yeah, that's right, that's what he was in. Was he the he main in character in Prison Break? Like the big he was the, he was the brother who he's trying to get broken out of prison. Um, so he's not the guy who was. He's out not the guy who in. goes in. Gotcha. He's the guy the guy's going in for. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. that's right. Man, that I watched that show such a long time ago. Oh yeah, it's been like every but... bit of 10 years since I watched Prison Break. But Prison Break, uh, Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash, uh, he was uh, he was Heat Wave, and he was with the guy who played his brother in Prison Break again as they were partners okay. as Captain Cold and Heat Wave. Okay. Um, he's Miley Cyrus's stepdad. Um, 
fun fact, just just got engaged to Miley Cyrus's mom like a couple weeks ago. Um, okay. Yeah, that's wow. like brand new, uh, which is why it was hilarious when I was watching this. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Dominic Purcell is all over lately. Yeah, uh, that's wow. Of course. Um, but, uh, but, no, that... but then you even got like the, the familiar John Michael Higgins. Uh, play, uh, he's playing Dr. Edgar Vance, another actor that I adore. He's in Pitch Perfect and mm. Fred Claus and all this, all this. Was he, did he kind of have like, was that the psychologist kind of doctor yeah, that yeah. like came in? Did he kind of like have like a, you think he kind of had a fetish like himself for, because like the way he was describing it to Blade and I'm like, I couldn't tell if it was just mocking or if that was like Sexual. him. Yeah. Like, I think, I think it was him coming out a little bit. Um, yeah right he was like he's like yeah i kind of fuck with the vampires um uh, i guess you know he he did become a familiar so yeah yeah like you gotta, you gotta worship vampires to and a I, degree for sure and i guess that's like they kind of had that like cold or the opener that the last of us had um but like it not as an opener it was just like a or maybe was it the opening no the opening was like a car chase scene or something like that mm. or, I, but like the two scientists talking about like blade not scientists but like some people talking about blade and vampires and like um yeah the news pundits yeah. who were like uh vampires aren't real and if they were don't you think we would have known by now and all all that shit uh yeah because it, it opens with them framing blade like because the person he kills is a familiar yeah, not that's right. not a vampire and they're filming oh. it and yeah. yeah okay okay that's right um yeah starting off with like just a, like the good like his car you know jumping out the back like him mm. turning on the uv lights to kill to fry some people you know and like i don't know that that's just like they know like the action that they do like they know how to handle the action i don't know and not, not make sure. it just like useless for whatever it's kind of like all right now i could just sit back and and watch blade just tear up some vampires real quick not for um, sure and but yeah i don't know like drake Dracula, I don't know, like Drake or Dracula. They kind of just called him Drake. I think, yeah. like that's his, that's his like real name or like his birth name was Drake, or like I, his... I think Drake is just short for Dracula. So that's his new. Is that just what he's going? I by think that's now? just what they call him now, so that people don't get freaked out whenever they hear somebody getting referred to okay. as Dracula. Okay, that's fair. Um, but like, I don't know. I think. Like the end scene was was like done really well. You had like Blade and Drake fighting up up top. You had Abby. Who was she? Was she fighting? I don't know. There was like she was trying to help. Yeah, yeah. There was like there was like a a three different like fights going on at the same time. Ryan Mm -hmm. Reynolds versus Triple H, and then Ryan Reynolds versus uh, uh, Talos. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. Danica Talos. Um, like, I don't know, all the, like, it all kind of culminated, like, everything all kind of culminated all at the same time, and then, like, the, where you don't know if, like, Blade's dead or not, you know, they're both just kind of laying there, like, that's my favorite shot of the movie, was that, like, the no sunglasses shot, but, like, after the fight was over and they're both just, like, laying there with a huge crate, like, just, everything's crushed around them, and they're just, like, you know... Turns out Blade was just taking a nap, just slowed his yeah. heart down, you know, because he's badass. Um, and he killed Dracula uh, with, I guess, like, Ryan Reynolds mentions, like, a cure or something like that in this movie. Mm-hmm. I remembered. And, like, 
it does it just not work on blade or like because i i figured like i for, yeah I don't know. Well, they, like, that was part of the explanation that natasha leone gave was like so the key is is that if you take out dracula this will affect every vampire in a, in a certain area we do not know how will it, how it will affect you since you are a hybrid. There's no telling how it'll affect you. So this wasn't um, like a cure. No, this, this was, was like a, a chemical this was a warfare. Bio, weapon. Yeah, a biological weapon yeah, to kill okay, vampires. Okay, so th- not the same thing then. Um, there was that whole little thing where they changed his bloodlust inhibitor from a shot to like that. That like uh, kind of sick. I love that yeah. the inhaler. Yeah, that was the cool. new upgrades that he got. Yeah, the yeah. the freaking laser beam sun death ray weapon yeah. thing i don't know what the heck that was but that was just cool to see yeah. like the cgi was a little wonky on it sometimes um but hey you know it's whatever um but like all, all like the you know abby just with her bow and arrow like just popping up you know ricocheting arrows arrow going through a door you know like mm-hmm. I, I don't know it was just it was just super just more variation movie, like, yeah it was just a, more uh, variation um yeah i had a great was... time with this movie um there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of memorable stuff you know i watched this probably a week and a half ago because that's when we planned on talking about it and it's just been kind of put off and i remember it rather clearly you know like there's like there's some pacing stuff that i don't really remember i know we got to certain mm-hmm. points but i can't remember how but like all the all my favorite stuff all the stuff that kind of stood out to me i remember it pretty vividly like it's it's a strong movie, and I can't say that for a lot of the movies that we've talked about. Um, yeah, I mean, it was very, like, straightforward, but not in a bad way. Like, it was mm-hmm. like, we're going to resurrect a big, powerful something. You know, we're just in a pyramid, and we're like, oh, okay, yep, that's right. Dracula. And they're like, all right, we want you to kill Blade, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're going to get Blade. We're going to draw him out slowly, use the, pe- you know, all this stuff. And it was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, I don't know, not just like a straight up battle right away. And then there's like the respect that Dracula kind of has for Blade, you know, and it's like, you fight with honor. I respect, you know, like the yeah. next time we meet though, or I don't know. It was just, it was very just man on man, you know, whatever. Yeah. Mono, um, mono. Yeah, but it was, it was sick. Uh, it, it, it was really fun the whole time. Um, and I, yeah, I don't, I remember before I watched it. I remembered some people saying that this is like their least favorite Blade movie or it's their favorite. Like it's either you love it or you hate this one. Um, and I think that's that's like the two sides of the coin. I think there's some people that are in it like for Blade 1 and 2 that are in it way more for the vampire stuff and like mm-hmm. the vampire killing and like all the, the gore and the blood and stuff. That's more like the Blade 1 and 2 crowd I feel. But this one is just kind of like the, the comic booky mm-hmm. um, for fun. Like this one's just more enjoyable. In my yeah, I think so too. Um, overall, which uh, I like, it, I like, and I think both. the first, I think the first one gives it a run for its money. I don't think it's by a lot. Yeah. Like, uh, no, I, I don't think it's like easily or anything. But uh, I do, I do think I find myself enjoying this more. I think that, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it is because of that third act. It is because of the simplicity with which they handle the story. Because yeah. simple doesn't always mean bad. Simple sometimes means easier, but it just means it's easier to make it better. And I think that's what the ending of this movie did. I think it did a really good job of uh, really making me... I care more about Blade at the end of this movie than I did at the end of 2, you know? Uh, I care more about... I care more about Abby than I did shit. Pretty much any other character in all of the Blade trilogy, if I'm being honest. Um, Because she's my favorite character. Easy. Out of this one. Um, That's my debate. It's just either between her or Blade. 
Uh, but she came in, you know, her like subway scene where she's like all innocent and like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. All hidden up. And then she comes out, just, like her introduction, like that's pretty sick way to introduce like just her skills and stuff. And then you just like, I'm pretty sure the next time you see her, she's just with Ryan Reynolds. Like they just come in like saving yeah. Blade, right? It's like, and they're like, oh, okay. Like, fuck. Like, okay. And then it's like, oh, you're Whistler's daughter. Like, fuck. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's just everything just kept coming. Like every. Everything that kept being revealed about her, I'm like, okay, she just keeps getting cooler and cooler yeah. and cooler. Um, but I didn't know, like, character-wise, it was interesting to see Blade, like, um, be told, you know, like, you don't have any friends. What's going to happen to me when you're gone? And then he, like, he doesn't like it at first. And he's like, you think I'm supposed to roll with you guys? You guys don't know anything. You know anything. Uh, I'm right. Like, you call that tactical or whatever, you know? He, he's then, always against oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. feel like you were fucked before we showed up. <laughs> yeah. But then, I don't know, by by the end, he's he's more acceptive of it, you know? And he's like, okay, I, I like having people around me, actually. It's it's nice having people that want to come save me and, and fight with me and not just be alone and have all this tech and all this stuff back behind me. Um, I don't know. It was, it was really awesome. It sucked that Dracula just came in and killed all of them, you know, mm. um, or most of them. Um, and like I don't know, very like horror esque scene, you know. There, like the kid hiding in the vents, um, yeah. and, like hiding from him, and, and the way like, like and stretched and oh, like the shadow yeah. the wall. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah. The way yeah. there's like this this questioning of what his capabilities are. Like we're like we don't know exactly what he's, he's just capable the first of. One, you know, it's he's Dracula. He could do anything. Like it's um, I want like I wonder he's a more like he because he like was talking to the daughter and was like do you want to stay a child forever you know yeah. like you just get grant immortality well, to people well, vampires you know? like, vampires don't die yeah. unless they're expressly killed i thought in this did, i thought they just age slowly um in this i thought they i thought maybe maybe i'm mixing up maybe that's the case i don't know i just i guess i was just assuming with like what i've known vampire lore to be yeah. but I think in this, I, maybe I'm mixing up with a different vampire, or something else. But I thought that these ones they just age like very slowly. Hmm. Um, but maybe, maybe that's no. the case. Um, oh. um, maybe, maybe though. Um, I don't know. Regardless, I did really, really enjoy uh, some of the visuals in this movie. You know, I don't think it was mm. as brilliant visually as one or two, but there were still some moments that bled through that were really, really strong. Um, my favorite shot was actually had nothing to do with any of the action. I just saw it and was like, that's pretty. I like looking at that. Um, it's when Abby's like crying in the shower and she's like got her knees pulled up to her chest and the light streaming in from behind her. That was for pretty no reason. Yeah. yeah. For no reason. It just was a beautiful shot. Yeah. For, yeah. I don't know. Just in the middle of the movie, and I'm like, well, damn. For one, I'm like, that's a beautiful shot. And two, I'm like, damn, that's a big shower. That was Dude, like, I that was want that I shower. know. That would be just, to have that much room, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do with all that room. But, like, it would just be well, so nice. there's only to... so much room you have beneath the water, you yeah, know? Like, if I just had, like, a, like a like three a by shower. three foot rainfall. That I could just, you know, just walk a little bit around in and just act. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be I'd perfect. be living good. Um, Everything so, yeah. in my life would be fixed. 
I just need a nice ass shower. That's all. Um, That's all I need. I can't wait to build my own house one day and actually That'd like be ideal. I don't know. I will pay attention. My bedroom, the bed, like you got to invest in your sleep. That's a third mm. of your life at least. Yep. Um, and a Absolutely. shower, I feel like that's, that's, or, or a bathtub. You got to be able to, to be able to relax and be clean. Uh, it's important to me, but yeah, no, that's a, that's a nice shot. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you though. Not, not particularly, you know, visually stunning or anything. It's just kind of what happened happened. It was just kind of like, uh, it was, it was similar to blade two in that it was extremely straightforward. Like, the thing that I didn't like about Blade 2 is that it was so, uh, it was simple in the bad way. Where it was mm-hmm. like, everything you did was so easy. Like, you didn't, you didn't, I don't think it invested enough in the characters and it wasn't, yeah. it didn't do enough to expand upon them. Whereas this movie, I like the Nightcrawlers. I like the crew they've formed mm-hmm. there. Whenever they're all dead, I don't like I, that hurts. That that's not yeah. whenever Dracula shows up and they're all getting wiped out. I'm like, oh, fuck. No, no, not my not my girl, Natasha Leon, bro. Don't touch her. And then he gets the kid and I'm like, fuck, I didn't have anything like that in Blade 2. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. like a, that's the difference is that this was simple, but it, it used the simp- mm-hmm. that simplicity to its advantage. Whereas Blade 2 got. You know, I said it was visually more breathtaking. It's because that's what they focused on. They didn't, they didn't give a shit about anything else. Um, and it is a visual medium and it's important that something looks good, but this is a good example of how you can make something look good and tell a good story. And I think that they did, I think they told a great story here. And it, like we said, it is simple, but it's, it's fun as fuck. Yeah. Cause if they would have just tried to make it Whistler and Blade fighting some big, unknown vampire threat to the rest of the world again like i don't know it would have just been very repetitive very whatever but this was just a very nice spice up uh variation you know just i'm yeah now now that you say it i am kind of glad they just got the whistler done and over with you know and he went out just literally blowing up their whole base so he had to like move on you know there was no no time to even reflect really it was just like all right yep now we gotta go, and we're on to to what this movie's about now. Um, Dracula and the Night Stalkers. Um, I don't know. They, they had some some sick names uh, for all their code names and stuff. Hannibal. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. Maybe he said how he came up with it. I'm forgetting I how he got. I don't think he did. But I don't know what Hannibal King. That's just an interesting, interesting character name or a code name to go by, but. But uh, I, don't I, I don't know that it's a code name. I think it's his name. Wait. I think his last name is King. Is Hannibal just a name? Hannibal is a name. Why did I think that was like a... Oh, it's because it's a TV show. But it's just that guy's name? Yeah, Hannibal Lecter. The... Uh, this. The serial killer. I've never seen that show, ever. I thought that, I thought that was not a name. I thought that was just like a word that meant something. Oh uh, um, no, it's about Hannibal Lecter, the the cannibal. So this whole time, my whole life, really, I've thought just ever since I've known the word Hannibal, I I had no idea it was a name. So I'm hearing them call, and I've never looked into what the word meant ever. 
because I don't know why I've just ever needed to. I just thought it meant something. I, I, I so I thought Hannibal King was just like some badass code name, but it's just his name. It's just his actual name. Wow, because I thought he was like the king of Hannibal. You know, like Hannibal King. Um, but no. What what would? There's some there's some wild behind the scenes trivia around this movie too. Hmm. Um, oh, I bet. Uh, <laughs> just wild. But uh, Jessica Biel, being the playing Abigail Whistler, being the archer that she is, worked on her archery skills so intensely in training for this uh, for this role that she got extremely fucking good at it. So good that she inadvertently destroyed a camera. Costing more than $300,000 worth of damage when she fired an arrow directly into the camera's lens. She was directed to, quote, aim for the camera, which had a plexiglass shield in front of it to protect it, except for a tiny opening in front of the lens. Beale had perfected her archery skills while training for this role to such a degree that when she fired the arrow from a distance of about 50 feet, she hit it directly in that spot and broke the lens. What's that like? There's like a greek mythology story of someone like threading the needle with an un like a bow and arrow and like knowing that it's actually him because he did that you know i feel like that's that's like a story like that that's some like you actually know that that's abigail whistler you know like she she's been training her whole life doing that but no that's actually in real life not even just in a that's not in the actual movie that's because Wait a minute. Was it a digital camera or was it film? I'm not sure. Because if it's film, technically that film might still exist. Right. That would be sick if, like, the that footage exists somehow. Yeah, the camera. Yeah, I don't know even how. I don't even know how that works. Um, but that that's insane. Um, damn. I think maybe I'll just give her the character not because of that. Um, I was, I was trying to like, I'm weighing like, do I go with, with Blade or, or Abigail Whistler and like, man, I, like, Wesley Snipes is not on the same page as us in regard to this movie. Not a big fan. Um, Wesley Snipes. You, and, mm. Yeah. Who plays Whistler, who had the two previous Blade installments were reportedly unhappy with the movie and Goyer's, uh, script decisions. They felt that too many characters were added to the universe and Blade didn't mm. need any sidekicks besides Whistler. And we're over here talking about how the movie's so much better because it wasn't just him and Whistler. I um, see. Yeah, he probably just felt pushed to the side a little bit, I guess. Um, but not, I don't know. I didn't really feel that way watching him at all. I felt like it was, it, I don't know. It kind of added, added to him a little bit because it, like all these people are looking up to him, you know, and they're like, all right, well, <laughs> we know you're the, the daywalker and all. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it, it took not, away from him at all. Um, Snipes wasn't having a great time on this uh, on this uh, movie set. According to Patton Oswalt, the production was so troubled due to studio interference that Wesley Snipes appeared to have some sort of mental breakdown. He refused to speak to David S. Goyer and often would not come out of his trailer. He would only respond to the name Blade, and if he communicated with anyone, it would be via post-it notes. Uh... Ryan Reynolds corroborated this story while promoting the film, saying that Snipes would ignore the entire cast, but he once acknowledged Reynolds by saying, keep your mouth shut, you'll live longer. Oh my god. 
which makes some of the stuff that Ryan Reynolds improvised super fucking funny. Um, for example, there's a line in the movie when Hannibal King is talking to, uh, <laughs> talking to Blade where he says something along the lines of, oh, here, let me find it. I got to find it real quick. Cause this is even fucking funnier now. Um, what? Was yeah, he just apparently. method acting so hard, or was he just actually pissed off? Probably, uh, probably a little bit of a mix of both. Um, <laughs> he did not want to be here. This movie, it it seems. He know, just kind of uh, had to be because it's the third one. Yeah, but... I suppose so. Here, ah, oh, shit. Why can't I find it? What? Wh- whatever. It's uh, it... a. <laughs> It's a line where he's talking to Blade, explaining that uh, he's trying to tell a joke, and then he looks at Blade and he goes, "You know, you really should smile more." Mm. And then, uh, and then Blade's face doesn't change, and then uh, he goes, "I'm sorry, I've had too much sugar today." That was an improvisation. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's great. Uh, that is wow. super fucking funny. I didn't know he was. I guess now that it kind of makes sense, it kind of comes through his performance a little bit. Now, now, like hearing that, I right. think I can kind of see it a little bit. Like, um, not necessarily when he's on his own, but when he's definitely when he's with Ryan Reynolds or like the crew, I see that. I actually see that he kind of just fucking hates him a little bit. Yeah, no, well, and they, they expressly talk about it. Like Ryan Reynolds goes, "He hates me, doesn't he?" And Abigail goes, "Yeah," you know, like uh. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Probably did. Probably did, Aiden. Wow. Uh, Dang. I don't know. I'll I'll give uh I'll give Jessica Biel the uh the character not here for Abigail Whistler, but I think uh performance. I don't know, maybe I maybe I switch him. I'm sticking with it. I thought he did a good job. No, um, no he didn't no. He was sick. And he is he actually the one doing all the like fights? Pretty sure, or does he have a stunt person? Because I don't know. It looked like it looked like he has a lot. But he has Uh, he has a lot of he does a lot of his own stunt work for this character too. So no, I I think no, I'll stick, I'll stick there. Um, So I guess we line up. Um, But I don't know. There's not really much. You know, maybe the other character could be Hannibal King, just for like. But I I I didn't like him that much over Blader or or Whistler. New I know I like how they just kind of called her Whistler. Like she just kind of filled the role. Um, but no, I think, I think like Whistler brought the most to the table out of any character this movie. Um, no, I think, okay, I do like that. But yeah, no, I, I, I did not expect, I thought that this was going to be the worst Blade movie coming into it. Like, that's what I thought. I thought like, okay, out of the camps, I bet I'm going to be, I don't know why. I just thought like this was going to be not my cup of tea. I didn't, now I didn't either. Like, Maybe this I'm is a like simpleton, actually, but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Well, eh, no, it's not simple, but it worked. That's the thing. Like, Blade 1 was simple, too, but, like, not in this way. I don't know. They, well, they just it, did a lot better here. It went way over the top with its final act. That Like, that's the difference, you know? Um, yeah. I guess maybe this final act would have been crazy if they, like, if the end was resurrecting Dracula and then fighting Blade right away. Like, yeah, that would have been nuts. But the fact that they just did it slowly and kind of it was the whole movie and, like, you that's what we were waiting for the whole time. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't over the top. But I no, bet if, like, 
if Dracula wasn't part of the movie at all, and then by the time we get to the third end, they're like, we need to resurrect Dracula to kill Blade now. I would have been like, okay, now here we go. Like, what the fuck? But no, no I think I thought it's kind of shocking to read that stuff about the the reactions to the scripts. I know I liked it a lot. Um, I thought it was yeah. good. But um, yeah, uh, what what other favorites do we have left to give out then? Let's see. I think yeah, we gave our our shots. I think my scene. I was debating on the end, uh, the end or like the meeting of all the guys, like just going through the crew. Um, I don't know. I think the end is actually worth giving the nod because of how well like it actually was put together like all the the deaths that happened Hmm. you know all at kind of like the same time every character had a moment kind of at the end there um and like it was just an actual a great ending like a great third act to the movie like i don't know i was just very satisfied by it um so i think i I, i'll switch my scene to that like just the actual ending um because it it was just the, I guess the fight specifically, not like the aftermath of like after he wake. I don't know, like yeah, he just slowed right. his heart down. No, but like just the that fight in whatever building they were in. I don't know what building that was, but was Big uh, ass building. Oh yeah, Hooked it up. Uh, so but yeah, my my scene would have to be the the scene where Abby and Blade go back to their base of operations and discover her crew having been slain by dracula uh it was just one of those moments that made me realize that i actually cared about the characters in this movie um ooh, that was okay i forgot about that like that part and blade was like use it yeah use it use it and like over and over like that was that okay i forgot that was a really good scene yeah um okay good glad that's getting the flowers because that definitely deserves it um and then uh my line was uh, whenever they're they got the guy held up at gunpoint, and he goes, "I can't tell you, they'll kill me." And Blade goes, "Kill you, motherfucker! I'll kill you, and I'll just enjoy it better." Uh, yeah, that I, I love that, that was sick. I think I think you watched it before I did. Maybe I think I think you might have put your yeah. favorites in before I did. And I, whenever I was watching it, um, and I heard that line, I instantly opened up, and I'm like, "All right, it's already down there." And I'm like, "Because that, like, I'm like, what a line, like." Hat was the line the of the fuck? movie. I'll yeah. kill you. I'll just enjoy it better. <laughs> that was sick. Um, but yeah, maybe I I was either gonna go with the Whistler line of like, how about this one of him flipping him off, or Coochie Coo. But maybe I actually go with use it. Um, yeah, that's a good actually, line. Dude. It's actually like a good like the delivery was actually like good and actually meant like um, I don't know. It was actually like a meaningful moment. Um, so yeah, I think I'll, I'll actually go with that. I'll, I'll switch my line to use it uh, i don't know how many times he says it i think it's either two or three it's a few times but i think but, use it is will suffice yeah um nah man it was a it was a good it was a good fucking movie i had a lot of uh, i had a lot of fun watching it and uh i am i am surprised to find those reactions from wesley snipes and chris christopherson and hmm. uh the director from the first movie steve norrington he was offered the chance to come back but he read the script didn't like it so he didn't come back so like uh just interesting hmm. to me. I don't know. Maybe it is because it does take quite a divergence from what the first two blades laid out as a formula, kind of, and it did its own thing, and it, I'd argue, did it better. Um, yeah, at least in the second one. Like I, the first one, it's hard to say. The first one, it's first one's the first one. It's pretty fucking solid, you know. Like I can't, I can't knock it that hard. But uh, yeah, definitely better than the second one. That's without a doubt. The first one is is the one that gets it run for its money, but. 
enjoyment wise, like I'm I'm coming back to this one. Uh, oh, first I am too. Out of all of them, um, so that that definitely has to to mean something there. But I mean, yeah, that I don't know. That is weird that it's so that they didn't like. Like I guess maybe now that we're just so removed and it is so much time after the movies have been released, yeah, it's been we can look at it differently. Um, but like if you're reading that script, I don't know. Maybe like if you are Wesley Snipes, you're like, okay, well, I'm getting. He had less role. than a hundred lines. Yeah, and he's like, he's not the. I mean, he's still the main character, but like, not as much as he was in the previous two movies. No, right. Um, it does shift focus a lot to Abigail, really. So uh, I guess maybe that—that's probably why. Um, but I, I don't know. I would argue that it actually helped this movie a whole lot more. Um, I think it did too. In the direction it did. So, yeah. But yeah, I'm I think in agreement there. But uh enjoy let's let's get to a rating then. I think that's yeah. uh where we've arrived. I'm looking at the uh, enjoyment score real quick and we've got Blade 1 at a 7.5, which is it's faring pretty well there at a 7.5. I don't think I could elevate it much higher than a 7.75 if I could at all. Yeah. Uh, I don't because then, then you get into the eights, which is X Men and Batman Returns. I don't know if I'm uh-uh. having that much fun. But no. a Batman eighty nine and Daredevil. Daredevil is pretty close to this. Daredevil actually. is pretty close. It's Daredevil a movie that kind of surprised us. I like. We were like, ah, all right. Well, we're going. We're, it'll be whatever. It's it's it's. Ben Affleck's Daredevil, let's do it. But then we're like, oh, okay, that was actually somewhat enjoyable to watch. It is Um, kind of in a similar boat. I would say, I do think I'd still go back to Daredevil before I'd go back to this movie. Um, Okay. How might you feel about tying Tying it with Blade 1? I think that's actually Uh, Just a little asterisk as, I would go back to watch this first. I just can't tell you I like it much more than it. Because like I know we've been strict about the point two five multiples. It's it's a point two five, a point five, or a point seven five if it's between a whole number. This would be the one where I go, okay, well this one's a seven point six. Then you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if it's not a seven point five, yeah. uh, but I think even tied it actually does make sense. Like the first one, it is a little bit less fun, but it makes up for it in like the super campiness and like the, the dark like yeah, where they're going. So I think like actually it does actually kind of tie, um, on enjoyment wise, but that caveat still does hold true. Like I, I do still think I go back to the, like, it's just, this is the more of the movie that I want to watch. No, um, I'm I'm 100% there. I'm 100% there. Um, genre wise, I think it falls somewhere between blade two and blade. I don't think it uh, it didn't commit as hard to a genre, which does hurt it in this rating. You know, it, it wants to have this horror aesthetic, but isn't a horror movie at all. Uh, you know, Blade Two, I'd argue, even had more of a distinct idea of what it wanted to be specifically, um, and committed to it. Whereas I think this one, it did a it did a good job, but I don't think it. Uh, I think it could have committed in any of those directions a little harder. Um, and that yeah. that leads me to wanting to put it below Blade 2 even in genre and maybe giving it a 6. I think that is that is fair. 
because that, that that would be kind of the one thing of this movie that is kind of a little bit lesser than the other movies because I think like adaptation wise it's all I don't know I guess that it's that's a little different but uh but yeah I think it would be below um and that's six five so like six. Just like out of six is what you were thinking. I think so. I don't think I could yeah. tell you it's better in its genre than Hulk. You know, I'd, I'd argue they're roughly the same genre. Um, I can dig. Yeah, I think I think six is fair. I'm alright with that. Put that below above Superman four, but below Hulk and Batman sixty six. As I would as I would have thought, you know, immediately well, naturally. Um, it was my natural thought, but but yeah. Play. Okay, that takes now. us to the adaptation score, and this one, this does have a little bit more uh, room to go off of in comics since the rebrand of Blade after the first movie. This one is six years later, and the comic character has changed. Um, however, Dracula has long existed in Marvel Comics. Um, Hannibal King also exists in Marvel Comics. I still can't believe that I thought Hannibal was a word. <laughs> like i still like it's it sounds like cannibal right so i thought it was like a title a non the king of hannibal i lit yeah i thought it had something to kind of relate to cannibals but not really that, that's like my slight like that's the only inclination i've had to that word and well, there was a netflix show about it. being yeah. a cannibal Oh really? Okay, maybe yeah. that's it then. Okay, so uh, yeah, I've never seen the show, but that's I guess maybe I've just heard. Well, about and Hannibal Lecter was a real person who that show is about. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm pretty okay, sure, so... unless that's the character, and I'm totally butchering that. Yeah, he, he just happens to have a name that rhymes with cannibal. Yeah, you know? Hannibal Lecter is a character that was created for the Silence of the Lambs. Oh, uh, who Anthony okay. Hopkins plays. Okay. Uh, yeah, but. Anyway, I like every time it's said now, I'm just gonna like, wow, that's just a name that is like simply just a name. I just gotta get that through my head. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's see where were we at? Adaptation is where we were. Yeah. Well, I was talking about how there is a little bit more basis in comics for this one mm -hmm. than there is previous. Um, the creator of Abigail Whistler was originally uh, envisioned to be. A, a Van Helsing character, a vampire hunter from Marvel Comics, and Van Helsing is a classic vampire hunter type figure. Uh, but there is a specific Van Helsing in Marvel Comics that still would have been played by Jessica Biel and everything. But there was a movie that also came out in 2004 called Van Helsing. So they were like, uh, ah, man, well, <laughs> let's just rework this a little bit, make him, make her Whistler's daughter, and we'll, we'll be good there. So, Adaptation on this one, it's interesting because Blade and Blade don't have much to go off of. They kind of set the tone, whereas this one starts to have more to go off of and then doesn't. Um, mm. So it's an interesting balance there. You know, Hannibal King is also a, a vampire who was turned by Deacon Frost, who was the villain in the first Blade. Um, Ooh. So there's some... Yeah. Some layers there. Um, I think for w who the characters are for this movie, though, like we always say, if it's different, then it better be better, better be or good. it better work for the movie. Um, and I think, like the Whistler's daughter part, I kind of just accepted. 
Oh yeah, I um, like that. I like that a lot. And I, I liked, yeah, I, I like. I never, I never was like, oh, that's just too easy. It's like, no, that makes perfect fucking sense. I don't know. Oh, I was, yeah. Um, and then making, I guess, Hannibal King just a familiar, uh, and not, I guess, a turned vampire. I think I don't know. I think it works. You know, I, I uh. I think I, I don't think I could go higher than the first the first couple yeah, blades. That's fair. Um, I don't know how much lower I can go either, though. Like uh, if I was to go lower, I'd go five seven five. So, um, just a little bit below. Yeah, just, yeah, and I because I don't know that blade one like that set this. I don't know. Like you're right that they were more setting the tone for the characters, but now they like I don't know. Now they actually have stuff to refer to um, here, and then it. They did all right, but it wasn't like, oh, this was a good change. You know, like, this was like, like, I don't know. Um, they probably didn't, like, I'd say some comic runs, like, the way that Blade inspired, like, changed the comic Blade. I bet, I don't know, was there some, like, Whistler, did, like, did she become, I'm not like, sure. a comic character? I don't character even think Whistler like was a comic character. Oh, it was uh. just for this movie, one and done, that's it. Well, uh, like the blade, the original Whistler. Oh, I don't think that's a comic yeah. character. Oh wow! So Blade One really did set the, or I guess just. Oh uh, okay, yeah, he is. Uh, he is a comic character, but he was created for Blade. Um, okay. For wow. the movie. Then yeah, I think, um, just a little bit below is fair though, um, so that. At a five seven five, which puts it just a little bit above Batman and Robin, um, which I think is is a fair step up, so. like at at a five. So yeah, okay, I agree. I agree critically, critically. Well, no crazy third act. Just kind of like, let's see, what do we give the first two? That'll be interesting. We gave five five for the first one and a five for the second. And I would definitely say it's it's better than the second. I have no doubt. Um, I don't think it's as visually good as the first Blade. I don't think the performances are quite as good as the first Blades were. Um, I think the story is better simply because they didn't go way over the top with the third act. But the lack of... Like, oomph lack of like yeah. passion for mm-hmm. like I could feel I feel like there, there's a heart to the first two that I could feel a lot more you know like I like this one simply because it's a lot more simple but there there is a certain like uh let's just make this one a little bit more of a typical superhero movie to it which uh isn't a yeah. bad thing it just doesn't make it feel as authentic as the first one I feel um, like you said like the there was no oomph to it at the end mm-hmm. it's kind of just like the end happened you're like oh okay like that's yeah, that's what I wanted yeah. to happen. It's yeah. what happened. Um, yeah, there's no uh, no quite room to it, but I think maybe just slotting it right in the middle, like going um, five 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 two five five. Because I I do think the first one was better made over like I think so too. Yeah, but this one is just a, a more enjoyable movie to watch, just or around the same as the first, but a little bit worse made critically. So yeah, I think yeah, it actually doesn't fare one. nearly as well in the average if that's what it ends up coming to. Um, six point one three, which which puts it below Hulk and above Howard the Duck, which I think I'd agree with. I think I would. I I, I think I would rather watch 
that's it puts Daredevil and Hulk between Blade and Blade Trinity. Um and then that puts Howard the Duck, Superman 4 and Batman and Robin between Blade Trinity and Blade Pretty 2. Pretty much on this equal footing or pretty close to Hulk. Yeah. Like very close. And I think that actually is a, a good comparison to it. Um Okay. I think hmm I think I I I do agree. Yeah, you all right with that? Do you feel like there's anything we might need to rework? No, because like enjoyment, there's no way like I can't go really anyhow. Like it's not an eight. It's not a. That's for sure. Yeah. The enjoyment and like I don't think it does deserve that bump over, um, the first one. Well, let's put it this way: X two got an eight one three, so it is twenty percent worse than X two. And Catwoman got a two one three, so it's forty percent better than Catwoman. Yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty fair foot. It's closer to X two than it is Catwoman. You know, I like. Okay, nope, you sold me on that. I'm yeah. all right there. Um, so yeah, six <laughs> six one three for Blade Trinity. Uh, that's a lot better than I thought it would fare. I thought we were looking at another forties. You know, that's true. Yeah, before going into it, I, I was like. All right, let's see how this one's going to go. But, yeah, no. Out of the trilogy, I'm I'm watching this one. Um, even though it's not on average up with the first one, I guess. But just barely. Um, and I'm also not a gore person. Mm-hmm. I don't do great with gore. And this one doesn't have nearly as much of it as the first couple do. Mm-hmm. Um, which does make me more inclined to revisit it. Um but I will say that that the first two had a personality that this one didn't. Um, That's true. This just kind of felt like a generic superhero movie. Well, yeah. The first two were really Blade. They were Blade. Movies. Yeah, they're like um, I'm. So I'm. I'm I, the more I talked myself through it, the more I could kind of understand Wesley Snipes' perspective about the mm-hmm. change to the movie. I just do think it overall ended up making a more palatable movie, a more an easier movie to watch. Which yeah. does not always equal better. So the know? first two, there's no question that Blade was the character of that movie. Like yeah. the character nod that we were going to give, he was performance and character for one and two. And really, there's no question about it no. after viewing it. But this one, you were kind of like, hmm, I wonder who my favorite character is now. Yeah, it could have been know, like, I, shit. I there's a few I could have seen going with. You know, I did go Abigail Whistler, but I I wouldn't blame anyone for going Hannibal King. I wouldn't blame anyone for going with like. Shit, even on the villain side of things, I thought Dracula was an interesting villain. A lot, I think that that's something this movie had going for it that the other two didn't. I think Dracula, like that, should be the last Blade villain. You know what I'm saying? That should be the the yeah. big bad that we're building up the, to. Yeah. Um. <laughs> True. Um. Maybe I do give Hannibal King just the nod uh, for my name well, realization uh, and uh, I don't know that the fact that Ryan really, I don't know like was actually a nice addition to the movie. And just so we can uh, sp- just spread it a little bit. So, yeah, I'll give, I'll give Ryan Reynolds um, as Hannibal. Just a normal, normal everyday name there. Uh, Hannibal is. Um, I'll, give, I'll give that the character. Um, but, yeah, that, that's my, my last minute change there. Um, Baller. Baller. Yeah. I think. And that is number... It is number 14 out of 22 that we have done so far. 
All right, let's check it out. I actually threw it in the letterboxed rating. So mm-hmm. let's see where it comes down for me. This is just in terms of my personal favoritism. Uh, it ends up dropping to 12. So mm. a little higher on average than that. Um, a little higher than the average we have here. Mm-hmm. Actually puts it, uh, yeah, yeah, all right. I like that. I do. I think I thought at first I was like, I, I, I kind of wanted it to come higher than Blade 1, but then actually talking through it. I'm more comfortable that it's not. I am too. You know, I think that uh, the enjoyment is important, but I I, I don't think it's a better movie. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, it's a strong movie, but it's... Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, no, I think the first one probably is a better made movie. Uh, But yeah, then... uh, You know, I was against you, Wesley Snipes, for your gripes at first, but now I I sort of understand. I see where you came from. But it's worse for him... Not necessarily for the movie, you know, the yes, movie's enjoyment, yes. though. Um, for him and wanting to be the main role and everything, yeah. But, I stand uh, by the fact that I would watch this before either of the other two. Yeah, um, I do as well. I'm there. But, okay. There we are. The Blade trilogy done. And will reappear back in 2020. Whatever. Yeah, that that movie is stalled production. Yeah. Um, so, who knows when 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 he's coming back? But was it actually Wesley Snipes' voice that was used in like that uh, Eternals with a uh, no? Was it, it was Mahershala Ali. Okay. Okay. So it, it was, was the guy who they plan on having play. Blade. Okay, that's good. Okay, I didn't I didn't know if they were trying some weird voice stuff there. there. But no, okay, no. okay, good, good, good. But yeah, but uh, we are heading back into the shitter territory next week. <laughs> With uh, with Electra, I'm very excited for that one. Uh, that's Hell gonna yeah. be fun. Uh, Who's and that's from? Yeah, Who's same it? character from Daredevil. Same? Okay. Yeah, Jennifer yeah. Gardner playing Electra Nachos. Mm-hmm. Um, four seven out of ten on IMDb. Hey, okay, it's not the worst we've seen. Maybe maybe it's like a dare you know maybe it's like Daredevil we're expecting it's gonna be really bad going into it, and then we'll watch it and it's like it is still kind of bad but like better than we thought yeah on uh, Letterboxd, Daredevil has a two point one and ugh, Electra has a one point six each um I, uh, I'm trying to remember what did Catwoman have it should be I, negative but. 1.5.1 lower than Electra Catwoman on Letterboxd. 3.4 on IMDb. So, okay. Okay. A little bit a little bit better than Catwoman, I guess, from the masses. Um but Ben Affleck's not in it at all. Like there it's just no. is it like before? Is it after? Is it like what's the is it at all connected like I have no idea. Um Okay. Electra, the warrior, survives a near-death experience, becomes an assassin for hire, and tries to protect her two largest targets, a single father and his young daughter, from a group of supernatural assassins. So I do think it is set before. Seems to be the application. Okay. Uh, She lived through that, right? Like, the movie? I'm trying to think of what happened at the end. Yeah, like, left? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, we'll get there next week. Then no. Yeah, no, that'll be uh that'll be good. That'll be good. <laughs> Apparently stick is in that one. Oh. Okay. The same it, same as like Netflix stick or different yeah, probably stick. Di- different probably actor, diff- different actor though, yeah, but um same guy. Yeah. Nice to see stick. Um be nice to see stick, yeah. We got uh yeah, just uh, that that looks like it's about it as far as characters I'm familiar with beyond Electra. Yeah. yeah Mark no. Miller? Mark Miller. Abby Miller. Yeah, I don't Stone? That's not uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't really recognize Hypoid? any of these people. Yeah. Kirigi? Kir Makab? Yeah, Kirigi. Roshi. Wow. Tattoo. Okay, we're in for a treat. It won two award or two nominations for best kiss in two. Okay, best kiss between is it Jennifer ah. Garner and Natasha? Yeah. Okay, and then a choice movie actress for action adventure thriller. Okay, for a teen no choice award. no shitter awards. So that's that's surprising. Catwoman um, had a lot of those. Yeah, it um, did. Yeah, it did. Um, so best kiss. I guess we'll we'll get a we'll get a good kiss. Kiss between uh, Typhoid and Electra is what we can expect. But uh, yeah, man, we got Electra next week. Constantine the week after that. V for Vendetta. We got a lot coming up. I'm very excited. But uh, with that, we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would. Head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of comic book reviews, book reviews, and movie reviews. I've gotten into writing again, and therefore there's a bunch of writing uh, articles up there for you. Just wrote a review for Guardians Volume 3 the other day. Very excited for you to read that. Over there for three bucks a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money, and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there at patreon.com slash penny bloom pod head to twitter follow at penny bloom pod follow on instagram at penny bloom podcast remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever it is that you might be listening i was colton robertson and i was joined by joseph george thank you very much homie oh thank you for having me it's always a pleasure to be here oh and it's always a pleasure to have you and remember peace love and bloom and use it